Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales, the podcast where we talk about all things spooky. And MJ's back. Yay! Yay. I'm like going in and out of the podcast right now. Going in and out of what? The podcast right now. Like, oh, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> one week. Oh, I've gotten the next. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Today, we are talking about uh, ghost towns, spooky ghost, a spooky ghost towns. Mm-hmm. Oh, but first, I do have an announcement, which I feel like we never do, um, but I keep forgetting to mention this. We are, at the time of recording, at 21 patrons. Our goal, our next goal is 25 patrons. And if slash when we reach 25, we will do a special episode where I will go on a ghost tour. And uh, I think most ghost tours let you like, they give you like equipment to like basically do a, like a little ghost hunt, like a mini ghost hunt adventure, you know? Mm -hmm. So I will do that. And then I will tell MJ about it because we're not in the same place. So we can't do it together. (laughs) Yeah, we're in different states. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, we would, you know, we would do it together and make it an episode. But we can't do that. So I will do it by myself. Actually, I might do it with Carmen. She's going to visit soon. (laughs) I'll force Carmen into it. (laughs) You're you're coming with me. <laughs> yes, we are going to go send together for my podcast <laughs> that you sometimes guest on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is our goal for uh, 25 patrons. And um, I mean, if you join, you know, you'll get that special bonus episode. But we also do monthly, a monthly episode, sometimes two. Um, and you get some stickers in the mail. You get a shout out every episode. There's there's some good uh, spooky perks to joining. There is. Uh, but if you don't, that's fine. That's fine, too. Um, we just appreciate people listening. So that's good, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yes, now, um, do you have anything uh, anything to add, MJ, before we start? Um, should we go uh, like um, the book thing? Jesus, book I went. Thing. I went the book thing so to check their emails the for the oh, oh my god yes thank you the book club yes check your emails we have sent out the newsletter with the discussion questions if you want your answer included in the book club episode uh type whatever answer you want if you don't want to answer all of them you know there's like four or five questions like discussion questions about the book um just reply back to that email and we will read it on the podcast the book club book is gods of jade and shadow uh now we're just waiting on carmen's ass to finish the book so yeah I already, and then we'll record i finished already <laughs> yeah so we should have that out maybe i mean for sure in february mm-hmm. sometime february oh should we announce the next book yes we um already picked it uh-huh. um and maybe maybe some people have already read it but we wanted to do a more thorough discussion of the book yes um because we're obsessed with it <laughs> That this is true. It's, it's probably my favorite book of 2022. Last year. I did DM the author uh, if she would come on. I didn't I get a reply, it. but. Well, well, do you know what? Comment on one of her, um, uh, what is it called? Posts. Because I asked her a question a few months uh-huh. ago. Like if, they, if she had the book in Spanish and she replied. So. <gasps> okay. I'm going to do that. Anyway, sorry. We haven't even mentioned the book. Um, the Hacienda by Isabel Cañas. And I'm excited because she's coming out with another book, too. <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's such a good book. It is um, so good. It's probably my favorite book of, I mean, for sure, of 2022. Mm-hmm. 
but it's up there. It's up there. Um, I listened to the audiobook originally, and it was so good. <laughs> it's it's really good. I um, there are some parts I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you haven't read it, you've been wanting to read it. Uh, this is your what's it called? This is your sign. Yeah, and if you have read it, it's your sign to reread it. Read, yeah, read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I just went with it. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> it sounded natural to me. <laughs> Reread it. There we go. Yes, and if you want to join the book club, so um, we'll just send out an email when we have the discussion questions for a book, and we'll also send one when we pick a new book and like why we picked that book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just sign up. Uh, in the show notes, there's a link that says book club, and it's just a, a month, not monthly. It's a newsletter that's gonna go out when we finish the book <laughs> and pick a new book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, if you want to join the book club, that's how you do it. And um, okay, now uh, now we're ready for the listener story. I think yes. Yes. All right. Well, if you have a story that you want to send into the podcast and have us read it, uh, you can email spookydolls at gmail.com or you can DM us on our socials. You can also submit it to our Discord. Uh, Any of those are fine. Also, if you want to call our spooky hotline, (laughs) it's new. I made a little voicemail for it and everything. You just call this number and uh, sorry, I'm like saying all this because I'm looking for the number. I don't have it. (laughs) Hold on. <laughs> mm, oh, okay. Um, yeah, you just call the number. You'll hear me um, say something like, Welcome to the a Spooky Hotline. If you're calling this, then you must have a spooky story for us. Leave it after the tone or something like that. Something along those lines. I don't, I don't remember what I said anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to do that, we would love it. And you can call... 360-836-4486. And we will play your message on the podcast. Um, okay, so now on to the story. They didn't, they didn't mention being anonymous, so I'm going to just read it. Okay. So. All right. My name is Salvador, and I am from Dallas, Texas. Shout out, Texas! <laughs> but I am originally from a small community in Estado de Mexico. Shout out, Mexico! All right, sorry. <laughs> Let me go on. All right. I love your show. Y'all always crack me up and I hope it just gets better from here. I wanted to share a story should y'all ever need it. But in the house we grew up, there was a room that my family swore up and down that it was haunted. And being a superstitious family, it didn't help that the whole closet door was made out of mirrors. Wow. Oh, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) Replace that door immediately. Mm -hmm. A bunch of uncles, aunts, cousins, etc. slept in the room and they all kept saying that they felt like they were being watched. And some claimed to have seen entities. The most shocking was when my uncle woke up around 3 a.m. and he swears up and down that he saw Santa Muerte across the room. Oh, hell no. Mm, She was there for him. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if she acts like a reaper or not, but... (laughs) Well, she wanted him to see her, that's for sure. That's true. Um, Okay, let me continue here. I always tried brushing it off, but I believed it all when I got the room and I had to sleep in it. I would always wake up at 3 a.m. and always felt like someone was around. But the most terrifying part was when I couldn't sleep because I felt awful. I was sweating, having some palpitations, and then I swear I heard someone knock the glass mirrors. (sighs) 
Oh, hell no. No. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) I somehow found the strength to leap out of bed and go outside. I cried to my mother. And after that day, we we cleansed the room. Oh, good. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Everything was better after until we moved out. After that, my uncle got the room and it was the same exact thing. He kept feeling like he was being watched and would always wake up at 3 a.m. And he would have nightmares every single night. We believe that there is some presence there or that the previous owners did some type of black magic there. I'm just glad we're far away from there now. Love the show and I hope y'all liked my story. Ooh, that is that. Mm, that's creepy yeah it's the, terrifying it's, it's the knocking on anything that's like glass like while knocking yeah, you could kind of be little... like oh it's a little animal but the knocking on the glass uh, i don't know why it's distinct yeah it's distinct because like if you hear tapping yeah you can excuse it like oh there's a tree right out here it's probably tapping on the side of the house yeah but, but glass a hand on glass it's like, you can't mistake that. Yeah, it, it has its own sound. And I'm like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> no, thank you. It's also terrifying that um, it like waited for them to leave to be like, all right, cleansing's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, yes. Thank you so much for sending that in. We did love your story. We, yes, we did. Yes, now ghost towns. Uh, do you want to go first? Do I go first? Um, either or. I have a very small, like I have one story. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll do. I'll do the first one, and then you do yours, and then I'll finish with mine because my second one is longer. All right. All right. Um, today we are moving around the globe. My first one is at, in Argentina. Where's yours at? Mine is in Mexico. Mexico. Okay. My second one is also from Mexico. So we're just going to two countries Mm -hmm. um, in our imaginations today. Yes. So. (laughs) Uh, All right. So this first one is called Villa Epecuen. This is a story of a ghost town in Argentina that has reemerged after years of being underwater. Um, This apparently was once a popular tourist village on the eastern shore of Laguna Epecuen in the province of Buenos Aires. Since its beginning, the the village has always had a magical lure to it that drew people in. Uh, The village was developed in the 1920s when a 70-year-old English man leased the land for 90 years. Oh, my God. That's a weird lease um, contract. Random number. (laughs) It'd be weird if it was like 91 years. That That is true. (laughs) That'd be worse. I just, but yeah, it seems random. Uh, He swore the Salt Lake had healing properties and hired Italian scientists to research the lake and back up his claims. Once this was done, the village took off. A beach resort was created and tourists were charged five cents to swim in the lake. Oh, I was going to say that's not a lot, but this was in the 1920s, so. Five cents, count me in. <laughs> yeah, five cents now, I would well, I yeah, would just live there. Can you buy anything for five cents? <laughs> no. I feel like it's been that way for a long time. I can't remember the last thing I could buy with coins. You could, you, well, <laughs> uh, you could pay technically the taxes on something with coins, you know, because it's like a random True. number. Yeah. It's like, here's, here's a nickel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, several other hotels also opened up in this village and people from around the world came to visit or sorry, came to swim in this magical lake. At one point, there was about 280 businesses in the town that included lodges, guest houses and hotels. Um, and it was like super busy during November, November through March. 
At the height of its popularity, the tourist town could accommodate 5,000 visitors. Oh. Yeah, and had a population of 1,500 residents who lived in the village year-round. Unfortunately, the lake wasn't consistent, and for centuries, it would flood and dry out. Oh, that's weird. Huh. There were several attempts to fix this problem by using hydraulic channels to stabilize its flow, but this only served as a temporary solution, and in the 80s, the village began to see more flooding. By 1985, a nearby dam broke, and the city... The city became completely flooded, but unlike other times that this happened, the water did not uh, go down. It did not go away. Instead, the waters reached about 10 meters and residents were forced to move and leave the village, which remained underwater for 25 years. Until 2010, when the floodwater finally went down enough to see the ruins of the city. Uh, and there's uh, several videos on YouTube that show what's left of the city. And even though there isn't like much paranormal activity linked to the village, just watching people explore abandoned places um, is creepy because they're all like yeah. broken. Everything's broken. Everything looks old. It's kind of like watching a what's it called? Like an ap- apocalyptic movie. You know, that reminds me of like the urban explorers. I, I know they're not going to see anything, but I get such high anxiety. When I watch the videos yes, of Urban Explorers, same. I'm like, something's going to be in the next corner. I know it. Nothing ever I love is. watching um, <laughs> Urban Exploring videos, but in... in um, Daylight? <laughs> yo, yeah, that too. But no, from Mexico and El Salvador. Oh, when I it's like Mexicans those. and Salvadorans um, recording. Because it's like, <laughs> it's a bunch of like, no mames, no mames. <laughs> like just um, a bunch of like, I don't know. It's, it's more like... Uh, I don't know what the words I'm looking for. It just it's more fun it's, to watch yeah. because it's like it's language that you would be using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is actually where I got my next my second story from. It was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have your story first, so I'm ready. Okay, so when I was researching this topic, like Latin America has so many ghost towns. And it's kind of sad yes. because I, I feel like in the United States, like there are ghost towns here and there, but not to that level. I feel like it's yeah, it, it's like it's, yeah, it's worse. It's um, worse than South Latin America. Yeah, and you can um, it really can go back to the United States. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> as everything. But yeah, because so many so many people go over there, uh, create these industries that then force people to rely on these industries. Then those things, you know, for whatever reason, go away, these yeah. industries. And then people have no work left in that area. So they move on. And then, uh, yeah, the ghost towns remain. <laughs> and a bunch of other reasons. But that's one of the big ones. Like, have you seen the the videos on the... Um, fuck, what are they, what is that thing called? Henneken? Henneken, yeah. Yes, all those ghost towns in Mexico. There's so many of them. (laughs) Yes, because I actually am going to go over one of them. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And uh, my my grandpa, well, I'll get into that. But anyway, so uh, if you guys remember too, I love ghost towns because my grandparents have a property in a ghost town. I think the town only has one resident left. Oh, as of today. And if you guys remember, it's the same town I told the story about where there is like something walking on the roof and the dog's going oh, crazy. Um, and it starts with an H, right? Um, no, it's a different one. No, it's oh, uh, okay. it's Latinaja in Zacatecas. Oh, 
oh, but yes, yes, yes. That entire town, like they don't have like as as far as I know, ghost hauntings. I I will have to ask as far as I know, but they do have like a lot of UFO sightings, and I was like, dude, mm. ghost town, sign me up. It, they have <laughs> they have UFO hauntings. <laughs> well, that's what we're gonna call it. Um, <laughs> uh, they don't have ghosts, but they have that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a farming town and, you know, a lot of people have moved north or moved into more populated cities due to economic reasons, health reasons. Yeah. So it's abandoned and it's like all the houses there are just uh, crumbling, which is sad. But my grandma invites me to go and I'm like, mm, doesn't seem like a MJ, good idea. we should go together. No. <laughs> my um, my family is. Some of my family is in Zacatecas. I don't know where because they only ever call it El Rancho. Mm -hmm. And Zacatecas is where my abuelita is from. And I've never been, so. I'd be, like, terrified because with my luck, we would see a UFO. And it's like, I'm not ready for that heat. Like, yeah. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, like, I mean, I, like, as usual, I said this before. I was terrified when I saw this. Star Starlink train. That's true. You have said that. Are you yeah. kidding me? If I see like it, we're because we're gonna be in the we would be in the middle of nowhere with nothing okay, to help us. Right. Imagine seeing something and be like, "Nope, I'm done." R.I.P. Me. <laughs> I like die on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I just fall over. Like my my soul would just be like, "Bye." You could be abducted, abducted, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Uh, so yeah i always tell her like mm, it doesn't seem like a good idea if i go I, i'll pass i'll pass, pass. <laughs> um but this next ghost town is in misnebalam in yucatan and misnebalam comes from two words in mayan misne meaning cattail and balam meaning jaguar and this town was inhabited for a hundred years from 1910 to to 2010 the last census was in 2005, which had two residents there living at the time. It was once a town that was home to 170 residents, not big, but the people there worked on, in the Hennequin industry. And for those who don't know, Hennequin is the fiber that comes from agave plants. It's used to make rope, clothing, textiles. And my grandparents had agave for this purpose. My oh. grandfather what is a farmer and you know they needed it for every day-to-day -day life. So um I he wasn't in the industry, he just used it for farming. Um mm -hmm. and Hennequin was called green gold by those who lived in the Yucatan during the 19th and 20th century when there was a big demand for this product. It was a big part of the economy in the area. However, as most things go, this wouldn't last forever. The invention of synthetic fiber pretty much destroyed the industry. This caused a lot of haciendas to close. And by the time the 21st century rolled around, all the haciendas in the town had been closed with only two residents left. So wow. going back, the United States, because I'm pretty sure it was the United <laughs> it's States. Always, it's always American, English. Yeah, one of them invented uh, French uh, capitalists. Yeah, one of them invented synthetic fibers. Or entrepreneurs, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then they like go broke and then they, they take everybody down with them. Yeah, I mean, ha time and time again, we saw it with Hennequin uh, gum, as I just talked about on Historias Unknown. Mm -hmm. Gum, uh, coffee, which I have also talked about. Mm -hmm. I mean, just all these industries. Um, yeah. 
And aside from being an abandoned town, this town also has paranormal activity. In 1921, Don Fidencio G. Marquez was assassinated when he was driving down the road that led into Misne Balam. His son and his farmhand were in the car with Fidencio. They both witnessed the assassination. No one was ever caught. And it is believed that this incident marked the beginning of paranormal activity in Misnepalam. I'm sorry, that's a hard word. I'm like getting tongue twisted over here. And um, residents would see the ghost of Fidencio around his hacienda just walking his property. And they would see him just... What? Oh my God. Yeah. Damn. Wait, who was... Oh, was he an hacienda owner or who was he to call it an assassination and not a murder? I think he was like a like uh, an hacienda. He was the owner of the hacienda. And then okay, I okay. think he also had political power. So Okay, that's why. Yeah, but it was like sad. His son watched him get killed. and Yeah, that's, that's terrible. But a lot of people saw the ghost in his home, which is... Strange. Terrifying. Yeah. But he's not the only ghost. But before I get into the next ghost legend, trigger warning for child abuse and sexual assault. The locals Ooh. would tell stories of a boy named Juliancito who also haunts this town. And Juliancito took his life after being sexually assaulted by one of the farm workers. He hung himself on a tree that was outside that Misne Balam Hacienda. Many people have reported seeing Juliancito, especially at night. They hear disembodied laughter, and some <gasps> even mm -hmm. see him running and playing around town. They say he oh. sometimes has like a little ball, like a toy that he plays with. And that was sad because it was a child who, you know, who um, took his own life. And it seems yeah. so, however, his afterlife seems to be peaceful and happy, and he's playing. Yeah, that's good at least. So, um, and just across from the Misne Balam Hacienda in the ruins is the ruins of an old church. And this church, a priest can be seen. He is described as wearing a black robe and he's seen walking through the church in the area at night, you know, walking through the ruins. It is believed mm. that all this paranormal activity has been the driving force behind its abandonment. However, I am more inclined to think it's because of economic reasons and now mm -hmm. it's a popular destination for paranormal investigators, ghost hunters, and occultists. Mm, wow. But it's okay. like this little tiny little town in the Yucatan. Mm hmm. Is that where? No, I was going to say, is that where? No, your family. No, no, no. Like ghost like, town. Yeah. It's, it's like their ghost town now, not just one property. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's in Zacatecas mm -hmm. and not. I don't know why. I was, yeah, like, this one's in Yucatan. They were in the same place. Okay. But I also yes. want to like, I, I I always wanted to go to Yucatan, like the whole area. I feel like it's it has so much history, and I'm like, if something's haunted, it has to be that that yes, area. Yes, there's so many. I want to go back to Mexico this summer and hopefully try and actually go to the uh, haunted places we've talked about, especially the ones in Guadalajara, because I'm like literally right there. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is maybe in my plans. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that'd be super fun. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to like bring back any ghosts with me. <laughs> it's my fear. That's why I like, I have second thoughts. <laughs> I would hate that. Yeah. Oh, I guess I could just um before we get to my story, announce a little break um for announcements and whatever ads. 
Welcome to our little haunted break. I want to give a shout out to the amazing patrons supporting us over on Patreon. And especially our newest patrons, Nacho Mama and Muna. And wow, we are at 21 patrons. Thank you again. And thank you to the rest of our patrons. Nelly, Alex and Asriel, Maribel, Gina, Mimi, Diana, Ashes, and Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Perla, Jesenia, Dalia, Rene, Iris, Ghostrin, and Madtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash tales. You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, no mames, super serious and spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry. If you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. Hey, everybody. I'm Lisa Brennan. And I'm Justin Trice. Are you a theater nerd or a movie buff? Are you interested in the world of fine art or the sleazy way celebrities break the law? Check out Crime of the Arts, a true crime comedy podcast that peeks behind the curtain to shine a light on the dark and untold truths of the creative arts. From film set mysteries to celebrity murders and art heists, we look past the bright lights to uncover what hides in the shadows. Join us each week when we both bring a surprise story to the episode with our pop culture-ridden sarcastic banter. Tune in every Wednesday to help get you over hump day. Crime of the Arts is available now everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> okay, and we're back. <laughs> okay, so my the last place I'm going to talk about is called El Tempisque in Jalisco. And yeah. it's... God, I forgot to write down what part of... Oh, no, here we go. I did write it down. Uh, so El Tempisque was a small but thriving community, and it's in the municipality of Zapopan, Jalisco, which is actually, I always say my family's in Guadalajara, but they're actually in Zapopan. They're mm-hmm. like, Zapopan is, um, it's just right next to Guadalajara, and it's smaller, so everybody just says Guadalajara. But uh, I gotta see if how far this place is, how far out to like go see it if I go, because um, I think it's pretty far, though, because um, it's like this small remote area. But yeah, this is not, it's like in the same municipality as Zapopan. Um, So at one point, 200 people lived in this community, at least until 2008. And then in 2008, the CEA, uh, CEA, it's the Comisión Estatal de Agua, the State Commission Mm -hmm. of Water, they purchased this land. And at that point, um, like about half the population took payments for their land and moved. And of course, these payments were extremely low. Um, these are always exploitative to just move people out of their land. And then the CEA began a project that involved some sort of landfill water treatment plant. And then more people left after that because there was like rumors about uh, the materials used during construction being super toxic mm. and causing cancer. Uh, which, yeah, that could very yeah. much be true. They probably like worked <laughs> with like a- asbestos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? But that led more people to leave the town. Now there's about 30 people left in this pueblo and it is considered a ghost town. But even before the town was left in ruins, there were rumors of paranormal activity. 
especially in the old school building. Uh, so I watched a video of some guy named Soy Alex, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say it like that, but it's it's a really, from what I watched, he's a good channel. Um, but <laughs> I love I that, just, though. I love the catchphrase. <laughs> Soy Alex, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't read it any other way. You have a little catchphrase in your head. like <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I watched a video of his on YouTube where he and uh, I think it's like three friends. They go to this ghost town to explore and they're recording the whole thing. Um, so they first record their journey into Tempisque, uh, which is like it takes long. And Google Maps told them they were there and then they weren't actually there yet. They had to like walk way further into where Google Maps told them. Oh, no, that sounds that sounds like what's it called? Like that one, uh, was it that one haunted place in Ar- in Argentina? That's yes. abandoned where it's like, oh, you get to yes. the road, but then you have to walk two miles to get to the Was way. that the, was that the lake? That no, we, no, 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 that, that was, was another a, place. That was a, I think it was a town too. It was the first, uh, abandoned town. And then I was like, oh my God, I would no, not do that. That was, was that it? was, uh, that was in Chile, wasn't it? Was it in Chile? the desert place yes 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 in the Atacama been, yeah. desert yes yeah same vibe though yeah because it tells you you're there same vibe it's like you get and then you're like oh well we still gotta walk <laughs> yes so yeah they still had to walk like a mile or something like that um and they lost their phone signal the whole time oh, as well hell no i would have been like you know what this is a sign go yes. back <laughs> go back home <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so they get there. You can see the whole town. And yeah, some of the buildings look like they're in ruins. Other ones don't. There's still some people living here. Not a lot. And they did run into like three locals who were just visiting their former home. Mm. Um, and they said that they these people, locals, told them that they're not the only ones who do this. But people usually come like once in a while or once a weekend. I don't know, to gather or like grab their things. I don't know why, why they go like once a weekend to like their I, former town. My my grandmother used to do that with her property. Oh, I don't know to if like she does check it. on it maybe? Yeah, yeah, they do it to check on it, but also like they use it as storage. So, Oh my gosh, this makes sense. Okay. um, That must have been what they were doing then. Yeah, you can see, you know, every building in their in that video um, and, you know, save for a few houses, it's all destroyed or run down. Um, and then they go to uh, the school where the school was called Lucio Blanco. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they had like regained phone signal in the town. And then when they got to the school, they lost it again, which is like always like, oh, no, why does my phone not work mm-hmm. <laughs> at this specific spot? And one of the locals that, that they had run into tells them in the video, you could see him saying the story. But he says that there is an apparition of a little girl in that school. And on that same uh, road, they run into like. That the, actually this is the same people i don't know why i wrote it like this anyway those same locals that they had run into they start telling them more stories so first they started about saying like yeah we used to live here the people of tempisque we were all run out um supposedly a plant was going to be built it never happened there was like 200 of us and um then the guy that's with her asks uh soy alex bro and his team if they're looking for <laughs> sorry i can't anyway if they're looking for ghosts and um alex he replies with a chuckle like yeah we've heard there's ghost stories about this place and then the locals it's a guy and a woman they're like yeah at night everything feels uh very creepy here uh there's weird sounds the the guy's like pues hay de todo aquí 
which is like not a good sign. Yeah. Um, but that for our Spanish challenge friends, he's like, yeah, there's everything here. Stories of everything. <laughs> the pair, they point to where they used to live. And then, um, you know, the camera moves to that place. And it's like an upstairs looking building. Um, and they're like, yeah, we were on the second floor and we had a spiral staircase that led up to their door. And at night, you could hear footsteps uh, going up the stairs. And it sounds... Like they're walking, you know, getting closer. And then there was a knock at the door. And when they opened it, no one was there. And it's not like ding dong ditch, you know, when someone knocks and hides right away. and You open the door and they're able to do that mm -hmm. with their place. They can't do that because it's a spiral staircase. You would they would be seen running down like <laughs> by the time they got hear to the door. Falling. <laughs> yeah, falling over, trying to run away. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's weird, you know, mm -hmm. someone knocking every, every night, walking up the stairs and knocking, like, that's terrifying. I would have been mad, though. At some point, I would have been, I wouldn't even be scared. I'd be like, dude, you got, ya you basta. Got, ya basta. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got me yeah. effed up, ghost. We about to throw hands. <laughs> Make, making me stand up after I got all comfortable opening the door and nothing's there. No, you better show yourself. <laughs> I'd be so mad so though, for fight. real. I'd be, I'd be ghosted <laughs> out because nothing <laughs> makes me more like angry and like I don't know, like a visceral reaction than when people wake me up when I'm really tired. Oh <laughs> yeah, um, yes, understandable. <laughs> uh, that same man, um, he then tells them that there's uh stories of people who go into the town looking for treasures. But then in a few days, they return whatever they found because entities followed them home. Oh, hell no. <laughs> after they took something. <laughs> and um, the lady, she's like, pues tu primo, diles a tu primo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him about your cousin. And the guy's like, well, yeah, he came to the pueblo. He found some dolls. Um, Why would you? And he took them. Why would you <laughs> dolls, dolls? Of all things. <laughs> I don't know. He took them and within a few days, he brought them back and put them back in the hole that he had dug up because he couldn't sleep. Uh, something he, he believed. Uh -huh. He got them from a hole and that was his like suspicious. <laughs> like, what are these dolls in a hole doing? They look I know, safe. Right? Yes. Um, <laughs> we're not going to ask or question why he was uh, grabbing dolls from a hole. I will. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> like, sir, do you not watch horror movies? <laughs> right. Um, but he um he thought that they were possessed or cursed or something. Um, and he because he couldn't sleep and he kept hearing things, seeing things, and none of this was happening before he got the dolls. So he went back and put them back in that same hole. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, it's just like I got them from a hole. <laughs> like, <what>? yeah. <laughs> Um, so then the guy tells um, Soy Alex Bro and his friends <laughs> that if they want to ghost hunt, they'll definitely find something in this town. There's no doubt about that. And his friends, Alex and his friends, like laugh a little like, oh, ha, ha. and the guy's like, no, like, really? <laughs> it's like, like, they do like a nervous laughter, like, OK, yeah, we'll find something. And he's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is like always a bad sign. Like, <laughs> that's not reassuring. Uh, yeah. And so then he points to the road across from them and he's like, there's a little girl on that road. If you stand there at certain times, you're going to see her like for sure. There's no doubt about it. And they're just like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and the woman is like, uh, yeah, my nephews always have stories of that little girl. And they say that she has the face of like some animal. Oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, this just like, gets worse. Leave. Leave yes. the town now. And they uh, when when she tells them that, um, Soy Alex Bro and his <laughs> friends, they all reply like at the same time. No mames. <laughs> Of course they it's did. It's like a, it's like it's a unison. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then they point again to the same exact spot on the road, like yeah, right over there. And so at this point, it's nine p.m. and the Alex and his friends, uh, they walk towards that spot and they leave, you know, the locals uh, where they were at. Um, and so they're walking for a while. They haven't heard or seen anything. And then uh, Alex uh, says, like, there's a weird feeling, like. Like a heavy feeling, and uh, they walk and they they keep walking and they come across like a, a shed. It, it's almost like a room or cabin. Like it's just a very small small building. Um, and they're like, "What is this? What is this doing here?" And um, they ask like, "Hay alguien aquí? Is anyone here?" No one responds. No one responds. Sorry, my voice is still all out of it. Anyway. Uh, and so they're next to a river and uh, there's always a river, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then there's like a faint sound and the person holding the camera, he's like something passed by and they move the camera towards the sound. And of course, there's nothing there. And then someone else is like, what was that? And then there's extra footsteps and um, they're like, who's walking? Like none of them are walking at this point that are part of the group there's only like three or four of them and these are extra footsteps um so they're like what the hell is happening uh then there's like a faint and distant sound um like someone talking mm-hmm. almost singing uh and then the group is like verga verga run <laughs> <laughs> uh and so uh then the camera like you, you know you could see them start running and the camera shuts off and then later, um, it's like Alex back in his room or whatever, um, reviewing the footage. And he's like, yeah, there was a sound of footsteps following us and extra steps like there wasn't us and something was running after us. And he ends uh, his video by saying, like, he doesn't recommend visiting here because <laughs> they were really creeped out. Uh Presumably, if we take what happened to them at the end as real, um, he was really freaked out. <laughs> I would be too. Like, I, I mean, they had, had multiple. <laughs> they had. They all had multiple warnings, and they ignored every single one. True, true. Um, you know, they did it for the views, and I appreciate it because it was a really entertaining video. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, so so Alex, bro. Um, because I wouldn't go here, but he did. Uh, <laughs> um, and he also says, like, you know, he goes on to say it's like unfair what happened to this pueblo that they all were forced out of their homes and. You know, he hopes to see people be able to return to their homes one day. And, you know, me too, Alex, bro. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is my last ghost town story. I I hope like as time goes on, we find more because there's so many abandoned ghost towns. But because people don't visit them or because they're really isolated People don't talk about them and we can't know. So I hope as the years go by and, you know, some of our listeners who come from, you know, who have family that used to live in abandoned towns or know of an abandoned town, they can tell us stories or you guys visit. Yeah, some of them, um, some of them might not even just might not even have paranormal stories Mm -hmm. attached to them. Um, 
because yeah there is a lot of ghost towns i spent like i watched like three different videos about ghost towns thinking there was gonna be something paranormal about them because like that the uh description not the description the title on youtube was like uh the terrifying ghost town of blah 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 and i was like okay well why is it terrifying then i'll watch this and look for a story and then it's just like it was just abandoned and it just looks creepy but there's nothing paranormal and i'm like oh, stop clickbaiting me <laughs> i i had such a hard time like i would find lots of abandoned places that you could visit you know for people who do urban exploring or like like that kind of stuff but there was like a, hardly any and i found this one i was like yay i got one that's how i felt when i found this one that did have paranormal elements to mm -hmm. it because i watched like three other videos which yeah were, were entertaining but i was like no i need i need a paranormal story i need some stuff to go down some unexplainable yeah. stuff I need a spooky shit. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like, what's it called? Got the spooky stuff? <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 do you got some of that spooky shit? <laughs> Sorry, you know, do you have some of that spooky shit? <laughs> it's like, oh no, what's it called? No, 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 we don't want any of like the, what's it called? Save, <laughs> like the, what is it called when it's a non alcoholic, a virgin? We don't want virgin. Oh, spooky yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the real stuff the That's real what we stuff want. <laughs> the high quality scare me yes. stuff mm -hmm. not diluted no, i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> uh let's stop before you go on no, i'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> um what uh well yeah i guess that is our episode you know this was gonna be shorter because it was hard to find ghost town stories yeah. um like we just went on about and went, went on and on about <laughs> But uh, do you have any spooky recommendations? I don't, but I oh, am. Oh, fuck. I just, hit my, oh, are you I just okay? hit my tooth with my water bottle. Are you okay? Yes. Thank you for I, asking. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, not yet. I plan to watch The Last of Us this week. I heard it's oh, really good. Oh, my God. Yes, that is actually my spooky recommendation. Um, I've watched episode one and two. I my husband claims we played the game together. I have no recollection of this. <laughs> Somehow, I don't remember playing this game at all. So it's like new to me, and I can't compare it to the game uh, because I don't remember <laughs> playing it. <laughs> but he swears we did, and I remember playing another game through another game with him. Like this is like when we first met. Um, I remember that, but I don't remember The Last of Us, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know the game. <laughs> so I mean, take my opinion with the what is it? What is the saying? Like a little bit of salt or a salt grain of, of salt? grain or what grain of salt? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm all I'm saying it all wrong. Yes, with a grain of salt because I can't compare the game and the show. But as a show alone, without knowing about the game, it's really good. And I love like the the story behind it with the. A fungi? Yes, because we know you love that I love, fungi. I love fungi. I love... Uh, yes. When we did our zombie episode, that is what you talked yeah, about. Yeah, and it was like, oh my God, this is everything my veterinary teacher traumatized me with. I want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, tell me why I immediately thought of you in uh, the beginning scene. They were like, the ants. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is what MJ told me about. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I love that it's like... um. It has like a reality based premise because um, while it does, it's not going to happen that fast, right? It, it happens over millions of years mm -hmm. of evolution. 
it's still scientifically possible. And I was like, ooh, I like this show. I haven't watched it, but I'm excited to. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I also, um, when you said I love, I thought you were going to finish that with I love Pedro Pascal. And I oh, that too. Like, yeah. That too. <laughs> like, so yeah, that too. That I, too. I, I, I don't, even if it was bad, I would just watch for him. I'd be like, yes. Same, same. <laughs> he's he's a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He is. He is. Um, <laughs> before we continue uh, talking about him, uh, let's end this. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, one more thing. I finally watched all of Los Spookies. Mm-hmm. Fantastic show. Really good. <laughs> I uh, so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. I haven't finished the. I think the newer season. Is it the newer season? Yeah. I haven't finished that one. I'm sad they canceled it. But yeah, I was like, wow, this show wasn't made for me. I think it was. <laughs> I think it, I think it was. <laughs> see, that's some like some shit I do. Like, I'm like, uh, I can see myself behaving this way. It is so ridiculous. Everything. And I love it. Like, I could not get past. Um, What's his name? He's in so many ridiculous shows. Um, He's the guy that says street to jail on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Um, what's um, the, yeah, he, uh, the, Fred, something. yeah, yeah, the one who plays uh, Uncle Fester, yes, him, him, yeah, um, but, <laughs> I forgot his name. but his whole thing in the show that is the most ridiculous thing ever, and it's so funny. Um, the parking cars, and he's like, he was born for this, and he's <laughs> the only person that's ever parked two cars at the same time. <laughs> oh my god, so good, so good and ridiculous. I love it. That's funny. But yeah, um, I guess we can end the episode now. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you go out to a ghost town and, and uh, you encounter a ghost, just know that you were asking for it. No? <laughs> <laughs> and also come up with your catchphrase before you do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name again? What was the catchphrase? <laughs> Soy Alex Bro. <laughs> I feel like now I love it though. It's a really good YouTube page. Like, don't, don't think I'm making fun of it. It's just I have to read his name like that. He doesn't even say it like that himself. It's literally just me. I feel like though. I feel like we need a catchphrase now. I feel like we're not we're not we're not professional enough. We need a catchphrase. Well, we have stay a spooky. I guess we do. We do say that every episode. Um, yeah, stay a spooky. That's how we end. Um, I guess we should end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to the spooky supporting us on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to Patreon.com/slash/SpookyTales. A Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out CultivatePodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our a Spooky merch. We have a Spooky shirts, we have No Mamas shirts, and we have a cool hat that I just added. It's like a baseball hat, not like a hat hat. Um, we also have a beanie in there, and they just say a Spooky on there, but I'm a big fan of the hat. It says a Spooky in Old English letters, and I love it. I wear it every day, not because I want to go around repping the podcast, but it's comfy. It's a great hat. You can go to spookytales.com slash store. I'm always adding new designs. But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. 
if you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky.